0: to let them eat.
1: I am seriously so excited about today's episode for the sole fact that we just booked our first trip of the year to New York.
0: We're going back,
1: baby! Yeah! But with that being said, this entire episode is about our very first trip to New York together for work.
0: And I- I feel like this episode, people are either gonna be like turning this off or they're gonna be dying laughing at just all of the ridiculous shenanigans. Um, it's definitely gonna give you a little more of an inside peek of who we are and what it's like to actually uh work with us for sure and travel with us for sure, yes, a hundred percent, which is like we travel really well together which is really good for our job because we do it a lot but like honestly i'd rather travel with you than like just about anybody else
1: oh yeah and let this be known that the very first time we traveled together it was for six days and Uh in a what like a 300 square foot hotel room where i literally wingspan my arms and not only touch you but touch your husband as well (laughs)
0: If there's one thing, it's the fact that we are um, bougie on a budget over here. And while we get to go do fun things uh, and travel a lot, we do not have the money to be out here spending for two hotel rooms in New York City on a regular basis. So when Drew does travel with us, let it be known, the three of us do share a bedroom. It's like a big family sleepover. It really is. And I think what's even more wild about this, and I don't know, why this happens and it's not it's not like just one time this happened it's happened both times we've shared a hotel room together and both times i've been in new york for whatever reason we get a room with double beds you know there's two double beds obviously emma has her own drew and i are in ours and the layout of the room will be like emma is in her bed And then instead of it being me and then Drew, every time it's literally been (laughs) Emma, Drew, and then me on the other side. So when you wake up in the morning, you're just staring into my husband's eyes. It's a you know what a great way to wake up, looking right into his blue fungus. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. He's gonna kill me when (laughs) he listens. Listen to this? Are you kidding me? I've literally asked him like, "Have you listened to the podcast yet?" And he's like, "No." I haven't listened to it. So please. Yeah. In case you wanted to know, my husband has very beautiful, bright blue eyes, but he has something called blonde fundus, which essentially means he has like extreme sensitivity to light and specifically the sun. And when he was diagnosed with this at the eye doctor, oh, I misheard him and thought he said that he had a blue fungus. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is that? And so now it's been an ongoing thing that... um Drew has blue fungus in his eyes, which is really just blonde fundus. It's a whole thing. Dead. But let it be known, when Drew
1: does travel with us, he is like the pinnacle of a dad. Like feeds oh, yeah. us, makes sure we're watered, gets us everywhere on time.
0: He's calling the Ubers. Like he's doing, he is doing the most. And I will say, there's a lot of great things about traveling with Drew, but the best part is the fact that he will wake up every morning, walk to the corner of bodega, and get us bagels and coffee and smoothies and water every morning. And if we don't travel with him, we just straight up don't eat. It's like our toxic trait. Like, literally, we just do not feed ourselves when we travel together. It's really bad. No, we think Starbucks is a full-fledged meal. Yeah. Yeah um it's, it's not good we know it's not good we we know we're <laughs> really aware but when we flew to LA last year for like literally 24 hours we didn't eat like Drew was like so what'd you eat and we were like mm, mm-hmm. nothing
1: yeah we had lunch um we ate a tater tot and then we came home
0: <laughs> <laughs> we had one bag of Cheez-Its between the two of us on the airplane
1: yeah um that was it so okay. what we've learned is we can't do that Mm-mm. but the thing with us is we're like pickers so like when yes. we go out we get like a drink and a snack a drink and a snack not right. like a
0: meal. it makes it really hard to travel like if you are like a snacker like i don't ever eat full meals like i'm constantly eating at the cotton candy studio but it's like small little things like every two hours like I feel like I'm constantly like I'm hungry I'm hungry but I've never once you've never ever watched me ever sit down and just like smash a fat meal ever literally never I think the closest
1: thing to an actual meal I see you eat is a Caesar salad and tater tots and or french fries which is an elite combo classic <laughs> <laughs> which is elite combo, not shitting on you by any means
0: because you can be that way too so then it's just like really toxic so drew makes sure and he makes sure that i'm like fed on a daily basis to be honest with you anyway so it's it's great when he travels with us but this trip was for a very special reason it holds a special place in our hearts i feel like it was the first time we traveled together it was your first time in new york and uh it was for the new york wine and food festival hosted by the food network and cooking channel which is like so cool yeah. When yeah, we no. when we got that email, I don't think either one of us thought that it was real.
1: No, absolutely not. It seemed like a fake email, especially because it didn't come from like the Food Network or the Food Channel. It came from our friend Zach and the agency that he was working with at the time.
0: Well, and like Zach was not our friend. when We got this email, which was the other thing too. And I remember like, you were like, no, we have to follow up because you're such like a huge, like, food network girly and have been from like the very start so i emailed him back and was like hey can we set up a call and when we did that call we immediately like just fell in love over the phone like genuinely we were like he is just the perfect human angel baby and so we ended up just like biting the bullet we knew not enough to be signing up for an activation like this let's make that very very clear and the original kind of idea that zach had in mind was to spin like fresh cotton candy at the event and this exhibit was huge like it was in hudson yards there were tons of brands and booths and vendors and there was live cooking you know exhibits and there was huge like iron chef people here like we met so many huge names in the industry it was literally Crazy. So we were like, okay, we're gonna spin cotton candy, but it was gonna be for like five thousand people. And we just you have to do the math of how many cones can you physically spin in the amount of hours of the exhibit for that many people. And the math was not mathing. And also we would have had to pull like a health permit from the New York Health Department, and that was not something that I wanted to tackle at all. So we ended up settling on spinning like five-ish thousand, maybe six thousand mini pouches of cotton candy.
1: Yeah. Something around there. And we did it, I think in what, like five or six different flavors. Yes. I
0: remember. Yes. And then we had like
1: 600 glitter bombs, which was not enough. No, those were gone. I think like before the first day even ended, it was people were running up to our booth. Are you guys the ones with the glitter cotton candy? Yes. Yeah. And something known about this event also is that There were, like, a handful of food vendors and us being one of them. But the rest of the exhibits were
0: strictly booze. And, like, not just, like, the whole concept was you could come in and you would just kind of walk around and get samples of everything, which is why, like, we had the bite-sized cotton candy. We were next to, like, a kimchi station. And I've never seen people work harder than the women at that kimchi booth because when I tell you they were doing the Lord's work of feeding everybody, because it was really just, like, and there was like one cookie place. Like it was a lot of just sugar and alcohol, which is yeah. not an excellent combination by any means. And it was brutally hot. We were there in like middle of October. We had all these cute outfits planned and then it ended up being like 80 degrees. We were just dripping sweat.
1: The day we unloaded the car the very first day it was like 9 30 in the morning you were taking pr meetings you were in a meeting with a knot i think and drew and i were unloading the car it was like 82 degrees already but the thing was it like rained the day before so it was just like humid and
0: sticky and it sucked (laughs) so just picture this Tiny bites of food, not a lot of food, and then full-ass pours of alcohol. Like, a cocktail you would order at a bar, not just, like, a little sampler to take, like, a swig. If you put that together, it's going to be a lot of just completely trashed people walking around. Just, just sloshed everywhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, I fell accustomed to that one day.
1: So, and, um, yes,
0: that is that is very accurate, but let's kind of rewind. So we essentially settled with Zach to, you know, send the prepackaged cotton candy out to the event, but we still thought it would be like a really cool photo op and demonstration moment to be able to bring a cotton candy machine and spin cones of cotton candy for kind of that like picture video moment. People wouldn't be allowed to eat it, but we could demonstrate how it was made and kind of have just like an interactive element to our exhibit which meant that we had to drive from Cleveland to New York with a big-ass cotton candy machine in the back of my SUV, which is not that big. It literally only seats five people. And not only was it just a cotton candy machine, we had to have the sugar for our event bag, extension cords, tablecloths, banners, pop-up banner things, our luggage. Like, you You could not have squeezed one more thing into my car. You didn't even have a seat barely. No,
1: my feet were on top of my luggage. So it was either like I sat with my knees up to my nose or cross-legged.
0: Like, it was, Drew and I went back and forth forever, like, the week sitting up to it, like, do we need to, you know, run a U-Haul? Like, do we need to borrow a bigger vehicle? And if there's one thing that I'm excellent at, it is the game of Tetris. And that serves me very well in life because apparently I have great spatial awareness. And I was like, nope, I think I know exactly how I can squeeze all of this in. But the funniest part to me, do you remember? So the day that we left, we left, like, in the middle of the workday. Mm-hmm. You drove to my house and left your car yeah. in my driveway. And so Drew was giving me so much shit about the suitcase that I packed. Again, keep in mind, we were going to the city for six days. And it was and it was not just six days, but we had like multiple events each day that required very different dress codes. Like it was like we were changing our outfit at least three times a day, if not more than that.
1: Oh yeah. So with that being said, I have The disgusting sickness of overpacking Uh uh-huh and um showed up to your house with a suitcase
0: just like double your size Mm -hmm. drew was like i can't believe you're packing that much your suitcase is so big we have limited space and i literally said to him i was like i bet you emma's gonna roll up with a suitcase even bigger than mine and he's like there's no way now keep in mind this is the man that when we travel only quote-unquote allows me to bring a carry-on He refuses to check a bag. Like, when we travel, it is carry-on only. I've never checked a bag with my husband. I don't think we've ever traveled, just the two of us. That's wild. But I will say, honestly, it's probably a
1: good thing right now because luggage is going missing everywhere.
0: Like, everywhere. We're trying to take, like, a quick trip somewhere in March, possibly. And we're only going to be gone, like, for maybe five days. Like, definitely not a whole week. And um, I'm trying to squeeze everything, I think, into a carry-on because I just don't want to – literally don't want to risk it. That's how I feel. I was talking to my
1: mom about when AJ and I go to Florida next month. And we're going to be gone for 10 days. And she's like, you're checking a bag, aren't you? I don't – I'm going to try not to. I don't think it's going to work. I mean, no you know way. how I pack It's No way. It's horrific. But I'm going to try because the last thing I want is to get down there and my luggage not make it right. for 10 days.
0: Well, at least what you could do is like pack the essentials, like a bathing suit or two, a couple pairs of like shorts, leggings, crop top, like whatever, right. and throw it in your carry on. And then that way you have something. But like, I have gotten used to like, I have pack my contacts in my carry-on like if i do randomly have to check a bag like whatever it is and it's a lot easier to do that i will say if you're going somewhere warm because you can just like your bathing suit takes up like no space but like if i'm packing like jeans sweatshirts blazers forget about it But anyway, so he's just giving me all this shit. Emma rolls up with this literally, you could fit in it, like, human-sized suitcase, and it's like, I'm ready. (laughs) Here I am. I've arrived. And so now we had to figure out how to fit that monstrosity in my car,
1: but we did it. We did it. But also, with that being said, we packed, like, all what you just said, the blazers, the sweatshirts, the jeans, because we
0: thought it was going to be fall in the city, and it was 82 degrees. But in our defense, so when we were there for six days, three of the days, blistering hot. Like, we we, we would wear, like, the cutest little matching outfits. We had, like, our bike shorts on with, like, our Be and Sugar Daddy crop tops. And then we would tie, like a cropped, like, hoodie or, like, crew neck around our waist or whatever in case we got cold. The first three days or two days of the event, we sweat our asses off. Like, it was so hot. And then the last day, we were shivering. We had jeans on and sweatshirts and blazers. And you and I, at one point, were literally sitting on one chair, like, snuggled together because, A, we only had one chair and we were really tired of being on our feet. But also, B, it was cold that last day.
1: Oh, yeah. It was Freezing. And that was also the day we decided to like walk through Central Park, like go in front of the Met. So all of our outdoor activities per se, besides the event,
0: were on that last day. Which I honestly prefer that. I'd rather be cold than just hot and sweaty and nasty. So it ended up working out. But anyways, we drove to New York with this like very tightly packed car. We got into the city. We ended up hitting some like traffic on the way there. We got in the city at like midnight probably literally didn't unload the cotton candy machine obviously we left that in the car left it with the valet just took in our suitcases and just freaking crashed in the hotel room and then we had a couple of days before the event actually started to just kind of like hang out. I was taking some PR meetings. Our PR guy at the time, Michael, who we adore flew into the city. So we were taking um, actually some Zoom meetings, but like together him and I were kind of brainstorming. And then you and Drew went out and had your little like day date because you'd never been to the city. So he got to show you around, which was super fun.
1: Yeah, it was it was so wholesome because I had a list of everything that I wanted to do on my first trip to New York and Drew made sure we hit every single one, which was so cute and so wholesome. I loved it because we got to take the subway. Did not love the rat situation.
0: Okay. So <laughs> so in for this trip, it was Yumi and Drew. And then Michael was only there with us for like 48 hours. So he flew yeah. in and flew out. He was our PR guy at the time. Molly and Jackie, who was our design team and is still currently our design team, they flew in literally the day that Michael flew out. Like, they had just missed each other, and they came to be a part of the event with us and just, like, be in New York with us, which was literally so much fun. But the four of us, so you, me, Molly, and Jackie, were on, like, our weekly Zoom call with them before we left talking about the trip, and I made some, like, nonchalant comment about, like, yeah, be careful of the rats. And you and Jackie were like haha ha, what like i'm sorry and, mm, mm, yeah. Yeah. i was like like yeah like the rats in new york like that's a thing and you guys were both like no it's not <laughs> and i'm like yes it is You've never going to new york what do you mean no it's not like absolutely it is they you guys literally thought that was like not a real thing in new york and that people was just like talk about it as kind of like a joke and then you encountered your first rat, and I've never laughed harder in my entire
1: life. It was the size of a cat. Um, <laughs> it ran right in front of me, could have touched my feet. We, we stayed a little far apart, stopped in my tracks, let that cat, like, scoot on by, and then we kept going. It was, <laughs> it was massive.
0: It was large. It was really large. It was large. We were... In- I mean, I don't know why you were shocked by this. It's very much a very, a real life thing for people that live in New York. So that was funny too. But, um, so essentially we had just like a day of meetings and you and Drew got to go and have fun. And then the first day of the actual like wine and food festival, we had to go really early to set up, but I had a meeting with the knot, like you mentioned, and you and Drew were left to your own devices to go and set up our Booth for the festival. Oh yeah.
1: And let me tell you, it was an interesting ride. So (laughs) we pull up to Hudson Yards, whatever time it was, early in the morning, and we go to unload the car. And first thing that happens that set the tone for the day is that the bubble for the cotton candy machine fell out of the back of Emily's car and shattered, not just cracked, like was at that point completely unusable. And if you know anything about a cotton candy machine. The bubble is basically what keeps all like the flyaways inside
0: so there's really three parts to a cotton candy machine there's the machine itself that has the heating element and the spinning element that's actually creating the cotton candy there's a metal bowl that clips on to the outside of that and there's a clear acrylic bubble that snaps on to the top of that bowl to like emma said catch all the cotton candy cotton candy is a really airborne product. I know that sounds really weird, but we have like massive ventilation systems in our production facility because if you don't, it literally just, it's almost like a cloud. It'll literally just hang in the air, even with the bubble on. So it's really, really important to the entire process of making cotton candy.
1: Yeah. So the bubble shattered. Like first thing that happened, put it back in the car, could not call you because you were in your meeting. So It was problem-solving skills, so we load everything in to our spot, and we're like, you know what? Good to go. We're the first one set up. We can go walk around. We can look at all the other activations. Great. The lovely women that were in the booth next to us, I'm pretty sure was a soup company, if I remember correctly. But with that being said, they had like a pretty sweet soup that day. It was like an autumn fall soup, so like butternut squash, you know, cinnamon, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Attracted an entire family of bees. So Drew and I are setting up, you know, all the cotton candy and there's just swarms of bees. Like not just a few, just like I don't know, what do you call a a herd of bees?
0: Like an sure. entire hive. Yeah. yeah an well, entire
1: hive baby. of yeah. bees. So Drew and I are running around. Mind you, it's 82 degrees. We're both in pants. It's humid. Like we are a holy disaster right now trying to figure out what to do. With our booth, with the booth that had the soups, they, they could not figure out what was going on. So they were trying to exterminate the bees while trying to be safe because there was food around while trying to keep everyone in the exact same spot, but that was not working.
0: Well, and adding us into the equation with the cotton candy was just going to ask for a nightmare because obviously it's just sugar and bees love just sugar and we weren't going to be spinning cotton candy for people to eat, but the idea was that it was, we were supposed to be demonstrating it. So like there was going to be sugar in the air. It was only going to make the bee problems so much worse. Right.
1: And luckily the wine and food team was, they were truly, seriously angels. They helped Drew and I move our entire booth, not once, not twice, but- three times in the end yep. and the worst part was the third time we end up having to be moved the show was already starting so lines of people were just filtering in as we're trying to move a cotton candy machine banners flags everything you can imagine from like one end of this festival like to the complete other
0: And I am not there yet because our meeting with The Knot ran over. It was an incredible meeting. The writer, Esther, I love her. It was great meeting her. But we had like a major snafu with our Uber like trying to get from the coffee shop that we met at to the event location. And so we were like running down the streets of New York, trying to catch our Uber, trying to get there. And it was like a pretty far distance. Like it was not, absolutely was not walkable. And um, like where it was at, there just wasn't like a convenient subway stop. Like we were, there was no, we had to Uber to get there. And that was like a whole other nightmare. So I'm on the phone with you guys. You're trying to, like, stay cool, calm, and collected while freaking out because you're like, oh, my God, I don't even think you told me that you broke the bubble until after I'd already gotten there, which, like, whatever accidents happen, it wasn't a big deal. But the clincher to all of this is the fact that the spot that we ended up in didn't have access to power. And so we couldn't even turn on the cotton candy machine to do demonstrations because we had no power so we drove to new york city for this event for pretty much zero reason we could have flown because we just had a big cotton candy machine that um did nothing and didn't have a bubble on it
1: no and i if my memory serves me right i don't think a single person took a photo in front of that cotton candy machine except for us that one day yes.
0: <laughs> well and the booth that we got moved into you ends up being like way more so to be honest, if anything, it was just very much in the way. Like it, it was people you tripping know, over it. Like it was more of a nuisance than it was anything else. So that is one of the perfect examples of you have this vision of how something's going to go. And oh boy, buckle up, because most of the times with events like this, it's absolutely not going to be executed how you think it's going to be.
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not.
0: So we ended up shipping the 5,000 like mini pouches of cotton candy and glitter bombs to the event space, because there's no way that there's no way they would have fit in our car. We had to ship them. And I think it was like, maybe like, Mm, six or seven maybe eight like large moving boxes it's a lot of cotton candy and they stored it for us in this like makeshift shed at this outside venue that every day we had to just like go trotting back to to get the cotton candy for the day and fingers crossed that it was going to be fresh and safe and all of those things
1: oh yeah and it was on the complete opposite end of where our space was too was the other thing and even if you think, like, cotton candy doesn't weigh a lot, but when there's thousands of pouches in this big moving box, it's awkward, yep. and you're dragging it at by the end.
0: Literally. I think by, like, day three, the team took pity on us and, like, was like, here's a dolly. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, here you go. Like, we'll, we'll help you with this. Because you and I just, like, trucking this across the whole arena space was... Literally in insane. And so the first day, it was you, me, Michael and Drew. And Mm -hmm. that was like industry professionals day, which was honestly my favorite day of the entire event, because it was people that were really, really interested in what we were doing. We were able to make like a lot of really cool contacts and and connections, and it was a a really good first step into what the event was going to be like for the next three days.
1: And it definitely gave us an inside look at activations, because up to this point, we didn't do anything like that.
0: Mm-mm. And the thing is, like when you go into events like this, and we were so green, like, that's the other thing too. We were, we were just babies. We had no, like, no idea what we were doing. I think we were like, oh my gosh, like we're going to meet all these people and they're going to love our products and we're going to make so many sales and like all these things. Did any of that happen? No, absolutely not. No, 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 no. We didn't see a bump in sales literally at all, but you never know. But we really saw an inside look about what partnerships look like and about what you know, kind of breaking into the other side of the industry that's not just direct-to-consumer, that that information was absolutely worth the price of being there. And don't be fooled. It was a very, very, very expensive trip.
1: Oh, yeah. But it, like you said, it definitely gave us an inside look to the other avenues that we can go down to be a part of activations, partnerships, and everything like that. Because I think one of the biggest things is that when you think of a partnership, it's like Artist Times, whatever. Yep. But what you saw at those activations is that they included other brands within their activations to elevate that experience.
0: Yeah. So like a great example of that too was like Capital One was there and had like this inside kind of like tent pop-up space that they had baked by Melissa doing like mini cupcake workshops, And we were like, wait a minute, that is genius, A, and B, we would be perfect for something like that. Like, it just, we were able to experience something, especially because we were coming out of COVID at this point. Like, we were able to experience something in person that kind of got our wheels turning of different applications for our product and what we do that really opened our eyes that I don't know that they would have been... Maybe ever, but that quickly if we wouldn't have done that event. Oh,
1: absolutely. And I think the other really cool thing about that event is when I at least thought this, when we booked the event, Wine and Food is just, that's what you kind of think. It's one day, one event, that's it. But what you don't know is that there are so many other events going on. It's so many other different locations, so many other different parts of the day. Like one, I think it was what, the third day we were there we went and did the cocktail showdown which was an event of the wine and food festival but it was at like midnight like halfway across the city
0: literally like you would have had no idea it was in this like really cool event space it was sponsored by Bacardi maybe I think you're right some like random alcohol brand and they had like food and all this stuff we were so tired we left like we had to wait in line to get in and I was literally like falling asleep on you like we were like my head was like nodding your head was nodding we literally lasted maybe 15 minutes and we ubered back to the hotel
1: oh yeah that was the day that we came home and face planted on the beds no tv no
0: nothing we were just out our very first night in the city, though, like you would have thought that we would have been like, yeah, like, let's go out. Let's go to this. No, our asses were literally in bed 8 p.m. watching Twilight.
1: Oh, yeah. We did happy hour at that rooftop with Michael and Drew. Yep. Michael went to another business meeting. Drew went to a different business meeting. So we had dinner yes. and had a Twilight marathon when we got back.
0: We met Judy, that she came yes. from that rooftop. That was so fun. Oh my God, we love Judy. Judy is an incredibly talented, she's a writer. Um, she's the one that wrote our Business Insider article and we got to meet her in person for the first time. She's our little angel. We literally love her. That was so much fun. And then you and I had like date night, just you and I. Yep. And we went to the hotel and you were. I was like, I hope you don't feel I'm sorry like that you want to go out because I have to go to bed.
1: Yeah, no, I was uh, luckily. I think you definitely like rub off on me a little bit because I have this wild side to me that I love going out, don't get me wrong, but I love
0: also being in my pajamas with no makeup on in bed. Thank God, honestly, because I love your wild side. Makes me feel young. Um, however, I don't have that wild side at all. So I'm glad that you can adapt to the situation because it really makes traveling a lot easier. Um, but it me know, this was also the trip, too, that we got our matching tattoos. So that was the next You're day, right. which was so fun. We went to brunch. That was a good time. So we definitely had, like, a balance of play- and work and fun but i will say this trip was exhausting from the standpoint of we were doing a lot we were constantly on the go but i have never felt like i've had to be on for like 24 hours at a time for six days in a row, with literally no break, nothing, because I it was I was responsible for you. Like I had to make sure that you were where you were supposed to be, and I was where I was supposed to be. And all these people were flying in from all over. Michael came in from Chicago. Molly, Jackie came in from Denver. Like I felt like I was kind of like playing host, answering all the questions, kind of problem solving, making sure everything was where it was supposed to be. When I tell you, like. I was so ready to be home. It was literally the best time ever, but I was mentally exhausted just as much as I was physically exhausted by the end.
1: Oh yeah. Because at an event like that, you're seeing thousands and thousands of people every yep. single day. So you can't, you like you said, you can't turn off. You have to be on all the time. This yep. is our product. This is what it is. Try it out here. Taste it. What do you think? Here's where to find us. There's yep. no such thing as just taking it easy on days like that.
0: Well, and it would even be, like, I would be, like, sitting in the back of the tent, like, just sitting for a couple of minutes, like, drinking some water, trying to grab, like, something to eat, and then inevitably it would be, like, well, actually, here's our founder, and it would be somebody, like, asking a question that I would have to answer, like, I barely left the booth because it, it was important that I was there and people wanted to, you know, ask the important questions and meet me and like all of those things, which was really cool and still like freaking crazy that people care who I am even in the slightest. But again, literally so tiring. The, my favorite day of the event was probably the Saturday because Molly and Jackie were there with us. It was just the four of us and you and Jackie just like took off.
1: <laughs> Molly definitely uh, killed it behind the booth. She um, took my place for the day, but yeah, that was the day Jackie and I decided to go adventuring and dipped our toes in the water with what the festival had to offer. Uh huh. Um, what does that mean, Emma? Explain that a little more. Um, it was a marathon. It was not a sprint. <laughs> um, I, you know, I just. In, i don't really know <laughs>
0: in, your defense, in your defense they were giving full-size pours on a very hot day when oh, yeah. we had already been in the city for like three or four days at this point we were already exhausted not probably eating enough or if we were eating it was like bagels like it was all carbs like we were not taking care of yes. ourselves in the way that we normally do at all and so When you're just out there and everybody's like literally shoving alcohol at you. Like you can't walk by it without somebody being like, please take this. Please take this. Like it got to the point where it was like, oh my God. And then we became known as the cotton candy glitter people. So people were not only, even if we weren't walking around, they were trying to come up to us to like give us cocktails in exchange for the glitter bombs because we were running out of them. People were like dying to get them.
1: And the cocktails weren't just like drinking cocktails. Every single one was so good too Uh but so strong and because we weren't eating um I definitely came back to the tent um looking a little rough to say the least
0: there is one photo of us and it's a Getty image photo and you and Jackie are just like glazed like no one is home like your eyes are thank god you had
1: sunglasses on I had sunglasses on but my sunglasses are crooked so like does it make it better no and is it the fact it's a getty image makes it so much worse
0: (laughs) so funny though and like molly was a freaking rock star i i've said this before i i'm awkward like i am not the best people person i love people but like those situations are really intimidating for me and i have to like do some deep breathing and like really kind of prepare myself to be around that many people and and engage in that way. And I get, I don't know, I just get like a little uncomfortable sometimes, but Molly saved the day. Like she missed her calling as like an incredible salesperson because holy cow, she was just out here slinging cotton candy, like drawing everybody. And we had a line that like wrapped around our booth at one point. Oh yeah. Begging to get their hands on the cotton candy and that's all because of molly like literally she killed it but it was literally so much fun and that was the was that the night that we saw moulin rouge no
1: that was the night that we went to quality meats we went to the cocktail showdown and that was also the day that you officially lost your five-star rating on uber uh let's talk about that
0: (laughs) because when i tell you I'm still bitter about that. (laughs) To this day. I I cannot. Next time, literally, you are we travel together, you are calling the Uber and I'm going to like puke in the Uber (laughs) or something. I don't know.
1: I didn't cause you a fine. Let's get that straight. I did not puke in an Uber. I just sang my little heart out.
0: Okay. So Emma has this toxic trait of when she's in an Uber that she just Takes over the ox, like, and what I mean by that is like not asking the Uber driver to like change the music. She just whips her phone out, blasts whatever she wants to at top volume, and then proceeds to also sing along at top
1: volume. I I do have an entertainment fee. It is twenty (laughs) percent, but I do bring the party, and I was not the only one involved in this situation. I would like to say Molly and Jackie also participated
0: in the summer. No, Jackie participated because (laughs) you guys were already three sheets to the wind, and the video of Molly just being, like, disgusted and giving, like, the most side eye Mm -hmm. is my favorite thing I've ever seen. But the funny part about this is that I think this particular driver was just, like, very grumpy. Because you and Michael had done it the night previous in in an Uber as well to Britney Spears. It wasn't quite as obnoxious because you weren't drunk then. But this was just like a full on, you guys gave a concert in the back of this car.
1: Oh, yeah. On the way to dinner, it was Taylor Swift. And on the way home, it was Celine Dion.
0: Oh, well, my heart will go on, baby. What else could you ask for?
1: But I will say I do do this sober, too. This is not just like a drunken Emma escapade. I do this dead sober because the last time we went to New York, my song is Justin Bieber's Stay. It's just like been my go-to bop. And I gave multiple Uber drivers um, that little show.
0: You you really did. And um, I really have no words left for it. I am so bitter about the fact that he ruined my five-star rating. You ruined my five-star rating because he didn't think it was nearly as cute as the rest of us did.
1: I honestly think you should have gotten an extra star. Do you know that just means you
0: should have tipped us? That was that was the level of show that was being put on in this poor man's car.
1: Twenty percent to him? No, no, no. Twenty percent to me. <laughs>
0: No, but thank God you did not puke. And this was also the trip that we fell in love with Rosemary's. And if you know, you know, if you follow us on social media, you know that Emma and I are unhinged in our love for the restaurant Rosemary's. We
1: went the very first day and we had this waiter, Andrew. He seriously is such an angel. We love him. Loved him enough that we went back on our last day, had him again. And then Emily and I go back every single time we're in New York and messaged him on Instagram to see if he was working, what days he was working, and if we could sit in his section.
0: We literally, the last time we were there, I felt like a little low-key back because he's probably like, who are these bitches? And like, what is literally happening right now? He was not our waiter, but we literally asked for him. And so he came over to our table and like took a photo with us. Like it was so funny. We love this man. I don't. I don't know what it was. The first night that we were there, we went with Michael, and then we went again with Molly and Jackie. And there's so much delicious food in New York City. But that is just how much we truly loved Rosemary's. It is a dream to get glitter bombs in Rosemary's because it honestly, they should be paying us. They should sponsor this podcast about how much we've literally talked about them and sent so many people to this restaurant.
1: Oh yeah, you even got me for Christmas a rosemary's drawing and it is That's- by far one of my favorite christmas gifts it's so cute
0: it's so adorable i'm kind of jealous and i kind of want one for myself to be honest with you because it's literally the cutest like little drawing of the front of the restaurant it is so freaking good but the last night that we were there was the last day of the show and so we essentially what happened was the first i don't remember if it was a friday it was a friday Friday was kind of like just industry people. So it was a lot mm-hmm. of restaurant, bar managers, people that are in the liquor business, all of that, walking around, kind of trying to make new contacts, that type of thing. Second and third day, so Saturday, and Sunday were both open to the public. Saturday was fine. Like, people were definitely drunk, but it wasn't like, it wasn't bad, bad. bad you know what I mean? Sunday, however, I don't know what was in the air. I don't know what was in those drinks. I don't know what was happening. But, like, the most unhinged behavior I've ever witnessed in person.
1: Like Sunday Funday was taken to an
0: absolutely new level that day. Genuinely. Like, to the point where people were just coming and taking cotton candy and just, like, scooping it up and shoving it into their bags. Like... It was crazy. One woman stayed at our booth for literally an hour, and she just kept talking to us and like talking to herself. Like it was a it was a very weird experience. Honestly, to the point where we ran out of cotton candy, and we asked the team, we were like, "Can we go? Like, are we allowed to leave? Like, there's an hour and a half left of the event. We have nothing left to give out, and it was starting to go downhill." very quickly and i'm they were like yes please get out of here like other vendors were already working out at that point i think they just wanted things to be wrapped up because it was getting a little out of control and so we were like okay thank god we packed up so quickly we sent drew to get the car and like we have never been faster i don't even think drew like came to help us carry stuff out no we like came and met him on the street with like the cotton candy machine with everything because we were just like the sooner we can get out of here The the better And that was when I literally sat in the passenger seat of the car and just like yeah, like deep breath side. I was like, I'm so ready to relax. <laughs> I'm ready to relax, which then led to um, going to happy hour and then dinner and at said happy hour, the service was really terrible. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was really, really slow. So we were
1: ordering like two cocktails at a time to stay ahead right. of the curve.
0: And so I essentially drank an entire glass of sangria on basically an empty stomach, a huge glass, and then proceeded to drink a second huge glass on yet again another empty stomach.
1: Um, I'm pretty sure the second one was a chug.
0: Let's put that out there
1: because the rest of us finished ours. You still had your full one and we were going to dinner, which then led to us wizard of ozing down the streets of New York City.
0: I don't know that Drews ever wanted to kill us more in that moment. Because I don't remember where we I don't remember the bar that we were at. It was really cute, um where we were doing like cocktails before dinner. But it was close to Rosemary, close enough that we walked. It was a couple blocks. Yes. And um you and I were just on one and just like holding hands and, like, arms and just walking, like, crazy people. And oddly enough, where we were at, like, it, the city was dead. There was, like, no one around. No. And so um, we were just, like, a street ahead of everybody else. And he was, like, I'm probably literally going to murder you guys.
1: You could just hear, like, this is what
0: dreams are made of
1: all the way, like, down the street.
0: <laughs> Lizzie McGuire. One thing about us is that we love a Lizzie McGuire soundtrack moment.
1: If anyone follows us on Instagram, you saw our Halloween costumes this past year. We were Lizzie and Isabella. It
0: was iconic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was incredible. It was one of the highlights, honestly. I believe, of our relationship. And it's been a long time coming because we've talked about it for years and we finally executed it last year. So we get to Rosemary's. And at this point, um, I decided it's a good idea to start drinking more Prosecco. And so what's funny about this (laughs) Haha, <laughs> funny, is that <laughs> the next morning, I had a photo shoot with the one and the only David Sa. And if you are on TikTok, you absolutely know who David Suh is. He is an incredible human. He's a very talented photographer. And he just so happened to be in New York the exact same time that we were going to be. And I was able to do a photo shoot with him.
1: The funniest, the funniest thing about this is that when we walked in to the studio, David was such an angel, so nice, so kind. He is exactly the way he portrays himself on TikTok. And he's like, did you go to bed early last night? Did you drink water? Because in this email that Emily got prior, it said that, you know, you're supposed to take the day before slow and rest and all this self-care. So Emily walks in and goes, I went to bed so early last night. I drank all this water. I went to bed so early and I'm sitting there this bitch because I have a photo of this dumbass with one leg up, her face pressed against the elevator with her mouth wide ass open, and then a video of her later on still trying to go back out which we didn't let her do. Um but Jackie ripping Emily's
0: boots off in bed. It went downhill so quickly. I had to be on all freaking week. And by the way, it takes like nothing to get me tipsy. Like I can, I can literally drink a single glass of Prosecco and be like, woo, I feel great. Like I'm such a lightweight, like I really don't drink that much. And so it takes nothing to get me even like the slightest bit. And so after these two glasses of sangria and this one glass of Prosecco, which Drew tried to be like, I don't think that's it's a good idea. And I was like, no, it's a great it idea. It is a good idea. Actually, it's a fantastic idea. So it really went downhill from there. Snashed so much food at Rosemary's, was still very intoxicated on the Uber ride. Back, like was feeling myself, feeling good. Just exhausted, okay? I don't recall the elevator ride. But I have seen the picture. <laughs> of what ensued we can share that I guess because the cat's already out of the bag and then it was a team effort to like get me ready for bed like I just like flopped onto the bed Jackie's trying to take my boots off Like Drew's trying to take my makeup off with like a makeup wipe. Like he's trying to get me into my pajamas. Like you guys are like, bye, have fun. We're going down to the bar. (laughs) Like Drew's like fighting with me to take my contacts out. I'm like, no, I don't want to. And he's like, take your contacts out. It's like the one thing I can't do for you. Like literally putting me to bed like a toddler, and you guys go out and party. But here's the thing, David is. Like, genuinely, I've never met someone like him. Like, if you get the chance to do a photo shoot with him, I cannot recommend doing it enough. It was such an incredible experience. And his process is just so well thought out, like, so involved that you have these, like, you have an onboarding call with him, and you you vision board and mood board together about what your outfits are going to look like and the vibe that you want and why you're doing the photo shoot, and what you want from it. And you get these, like, long list of like these emails of how to prepare for it. It's all about self-care and it's about, you know, being feeling beautiful in the moment and all of those things. And little did this man know that I literally was just trashed the night before had come off of the most stressful week of my entire life. And that was the complete opposite of everything that he asked. So I'm so sorry, David. I hope you could not tell because Emma was about to literally Flirt out that I was actually a train wreck in the middle of this entire photo shoot.
1: Your glow was um, sweating out your champagne from the night before.
0: <laughs> I was actually just glistening in Prosecco. <laughs> I'm so sorry, David. I'm so
1: sorry. The ride home. So we went straight from the photo shoot with David to the car to driving home so you sat in glistening body oil uh-huh. for what seemed
0: like an eternity our like the makeup artist that day was such an angel and what's so interesting is these are very like editorial style photos we can put up them on instagram if you want to see them um and so i am just covered in body oil and a ton of makeup but with no setting spray or no powder because you want to have that like shiny glimmery glowy look to you and anything like to add matte to that you don't you don't want so i have just i have a bright red lip on at this point i think like and the makeup is just running off of my face because i'm sweating out the prosecco mind you and i look a mess and did i think to pack a single makeup wipe or to ask for a makeup wipe from the makeup artist no, why would I have done that? That would have been smart. And we didn't stop for hours in the car.
1: Hours. Yeah, we stopped for lunch. I remember we went through a Chick-fil-A drive through but then we didn't stop until we got gas.
0: No, and I think I tried to wipe off the makeup with like a dry napkin, and that just made it so much worse. And so when we did finally stop for gas, we were trying to look for neck pillows because we were so tired. We just wanted to sleep, and then I needed makeup remover. And of course, this gas station had no makeup remover, but what they did have were like wet one wipes that had alcohol in them, like antibacterial, like a Clorox wipe, essentially. And you bet your ass, I literally bought the pack and I wiped my makeup off with a Clorox wipe.
1: And then you celebrated by eating a bag of Sour Patch Kids and driving home with your head out the window because you almost threw up in the car.
0: that was unnecessary to share that part of the story um and i didn't eat the whole bag i had literally like three sour patch kids and what makes it worse <laughs> immediate regret i was like "What? i don't i don't have like a crazy sweet tooth like i i don't eat candy ironically i know i own a cotton candy company on a regular basis but for whatever reason those sour patch kids were just really calling my name like We didn't get, like, a saltine cracker. We didn't get, like, a pretzel. We went straight for the Sour Patch Kids, and then I got really car sick, and we were in start-stop traffic. I literally thought I was going to puke all over the side of my car.
1: I just remember, like, having – I can't stand vomit. Like, that is the one thing I can't do. And there were multiple times I just remember you being like, uh, and I was like, uh, like, (laughs) it was, like, the visceral reaction of, like, throwing myself back in the, like – two feet I had back there.
0: Uh huh. Mm -hmm. That could have gone literally so much worse than it did. Thankfully there was no getting ill in the car. It was very close though. It was very close. But
1: with that being said, we will be flying to New York from here on out and we'll be, we will be flying
0: in next month. (laughs) 100%. No more driving, no more road trips. We learned our lesson with that. I will ship a cotton candy machine somewhere in the future if we absolutely have to because never again is that happening
1: we know enough people in the city now that if we did have to ship a cotton candy cart zach it's coming to your house sorry
0: (laughs) sorry zach it's coming to your apartment do you have the tools to assemble a cotton candy machine let me know (laughs) and you can keep it you can spend your own how honestly zach how do you feel about that let us know i think that's like a fun little attraction to have in your apartment you know yeah, with his Brooklyn rats. Yeah, like what well, like a fun little like party trick, you know? <laughs> Just like pre-game at Zach's with the cotton candy machine. I don't know. Could that be sounds amazing. like a good idea. <laughs> Zach's gonna be like, immediately no. I mean, We're gonna get a text
1: message when this airs. He's gonna be like, I want the cotton candy machine. Just send it. I'll take yeah.
0: it. <laughs> Please, don't. he's gonna be like, Absolutely not. No cotton candy machine. No, figure out another way.
1: Dead. But with this coming out, we will be able to talk about the event on March 7th by the time this airs.
0: I'm hoping it's not as eventful as this story has shared because this I can't I'm getting too old. Like I'm 30 now. We can't be doing we cannot be doing these shenanigans anymore. But we still always do make it a point to go to Rosemary's if we can when we're in the city. And I feel like it's our spot now. And like what's always when we have like our good heart to heart like conversations and stuff like
1: that yeah it was always nice it's like you said it's our spot it's always somewhere that we can go back to and reminisce on all the other times that we've been there and what those trips have entailed and everything else so I do really hope that we are able to make it this trip even though our timeline is so short
0: maybe at like a 10 o'clock reservation um <laughs> at this point if I don't even I don't even know if they would do that. We can try. Because our the event ends at 9 p.m. and we fly out the next morning.
1: Do they doordash? Can we just doordash <laughs> a Tachio de pepe pizza to the
0: hotel and just, like, have it waiting? Could you imagine? Just, honestly? Maybe. Can you doordash an Aperol spritz, please? Is that, is that, <laughs> <not> <laughs> is that allowed?
1: Um, there was the open container policy. Well, not, oh, my God, not open container. Oh, crap. But you could do, like, to-go cocktails for a while.
0: In Ohio. But that was a COVID yeah. thing. And I, I don't, do not quote me on this. I think they may have permanently changed the law. I think you can really? get go like, no cocktails still. I could be totally wrong about that. But I know it's like a big thing for Mexican restaurants, like for carryout, you can get like a margarita.
1: So interesting. Well, that
0: changes the game on things. Listen, keep that in mind next time you, uh, order. So, I don't know what the rules are with like DoorDash. You may have to go and like pick it up yourself. I don't, I'm no. not entirely sure. But yeah, our governor was like, you know what? COVID sucks. You can get alcohol to go. <laughs> what a gift. Honestly. Thank you. Thank you, Daddy Juwan. What a, what a, what a gift to all of us. Oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, so many more trips to come this year. We're heading to Denver soon too. We're going to be in Las Vegas coming up. Oh, that is going to be the trip that we will be talking about for years to come. Who only knows what's going to happen on that trip. That's like another week sprint. It is. so, And it's going to be the gang's going to be back together again. Molly and Jackie are coming. Drew's coming this time, too. Um, It's going to be a good ride for sure. So that's in June. So definitely stay tuned for what we could probably do a podcast while we're actually there. That would actually be really fun. Well, we'll have to work on that one, how that would possibly work. If we can fit the microphones in our carry-ons, mind you. Yeah. And
1: because, you know, I'm a TSA approved now.
0: Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, yeah. Fun fact. This is when I travel with Emma. I tell her that um, I'm TSA, like, pre-check, you know, all that stuff. And she was not until recently. So when we would fly together, I would absolutely leave her ass in regular security and be like, see you on the other side, Ben.
1: But that is not the case anymore. We are now a royalty.
0: Wow. Look at us not having to take our shoes off.
1: I literally can't wait. I think that's seriously my, like, that's what I'm most excited for. And the (laughs) fact that I don't have to take my laptop out anymore. God
0: bless. Well, I used to like start taking your laptop for you. I did try to make it easier for you. I'm not like just like, you know, that mean. And I would always have a bagel waiting for you on the other side.
1: It is true. It is true. Mom of the year. That's right. I'm not a monster
0: for sure. But catch me never going to the regular security ever again. So sorry.
1: That's going to be the problem. When next month when I go to Florida with AJ, he's not TSA approved.
0: Girl, so, you leave um, him. That is the leave him. <laughs> that is the you, the one universal truth of the world is that if you are traveling with someone that is not pre checked and you are, ditch them. I don't care if it is your partner, your spouse, your mom, your dad, your brother, your colleague at work. I don't care who it is. If they are not pre checked, you are allowed to ditch their ass to go through the fast security line.
1: Well, I'll just pull you. I'll be like, I will have your bagel and coffee ready by the time you come out.
0: I don't, there's no argument against that. That is a universal fact across the board. Try to fight me on it. Genuinely. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have witnessed I will lose because I have lost. (laughs) And I am not that person either. Like, I I am so not that person. I will wait in line with you to go to the bathroom, even if I don't have to go. Like, I will be with you. Solidarity, sister. Yeah, yeah. Minus the fact. (laughs) Of TSA insecurity. So sorry. So sorry. But with that being said, I
1: think we have concluded and stay tuned for when we come back from our trip in March because I guarantee we will have so many stories to share.
0: And also, if you live in New York, check out the details on Female Founder World. The event is March 7th at the Museum of Ice Cream. I'm sure we'll be sharing about it, too. We would love to actually see you in person. Um, so, very excited. And we will see you next week. Love you, Mina. Love you, mean it. Bye. Bye.